This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Is that what we're doing, Anson? Is, is it time? Is it my time to shine? All right. All right. <clears throat> Live from Studio C. Marshall, this is where you say? Si, senor. That's right. It is the Armstrong and Getty show. Indeed it is. Indeed Arm- it is. Armstrong and Getty are in the building. They are not in the studio. They are currently being procured. I don't know if they got distracted by uh, President Trump's fantastic appearances on various cable TV shows last night and this morning, but he is he is in rare form. He is slinging zingers like he <laughs> he is in a peak midseason condition. Looking forward to that. We are we are wrangling them. I see Hanson has sprinted out of the control room as well, trying to round up the crew. I, I'm wonder if if so. There's some couple leading theories, right? So we right. have we have the the Trump distraction, right? We have printer malfunction, right? We have baked goods out That's in right. the uh, newsroom. There so. is a baked goods sighting as well. Indeed, indeed. Broadcasting from the what is it? Uh, darkened the, the, bowels the, the, of the, the dimly lit bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Compound, yes. It is today, uh, Thursday, October the eleventh, in Correct. the year two thousand and eighteen. Hey guys, right? I think we have Jack here. Uh, we're, Jack, oh, are you there? We have Jack in a, on a cell phone checking in for the calling. Hey, uh, answer the question of the day: What's your favorite taco? <laughs> My yes. favorite taco <laughs> is the one that has my key fob in it. So, <laughs> Locked out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Been standing down here for a while, which is, uh, which is my fault. Uh, texting all you people and calling. You know, nobody ever answers the phones at the Armstrong and Getty show. Really? I picked it up. Yeah. I just had a feeling it might be you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Well. Yeah, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, which is me losing my key fob, apparently. Irresponsibility, um, our general manager. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mix Lack it. of responsibility as the general manager. Introduce everybody in the squad, starting there with the board operator, Michael Angelo. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, I want to get rid of, uh, I want to go like Sean and, and stream TV instead of have to pay for cable and stuff like that. I've tried several different services, but they always freeze up on me, like during a sporting event or something like this. So I'll be watching a basketball game, and the guy will be running down the court, and then it freezes, and then unfreezes, and this happens over, and so it's just Buffering, not working. Buffering. Yeah. 
It's close to being there, but it's just not quite there yet, at least for me, anyway. Are you on the Wi-Fi? Has that been your responsibility, Sean? Uh, well, I, I mean, have that... I have my landline connected in. I, I, I've had that issue when I was using oh, Wi-Fi yeah. to stream ah, things. Okay. So a lot of times when people use their DVD players or their uh, like their game consoles, like right. I use my PlayStation, um, they're still using the Wi-Fi for it, which is a less reliable source of, of an internet feed. In general, though, since it's gotten so popular with young people, is cord cutting, um, uh, do you have to get used to, you don't always get what you want, or is there a way to smooth that all out? Uh, yeah, and sometimes you're on like maybe a 12-hour delay of when something actually mm-hmm. airs versus when it's posted for streaming, so there's a, a little bit of a, a thing there. Uh, the, I, I, Small price to pay to save like maybe $300 a month. Yeah, still the, the biggest missing point is live sports. That's still the biggest thing where you, there, I, I haven't found a decent replacement for that yet. Right. I've just arrived in the, the room. I'm sorry, I've just arrived in the studio. Uh, I apologize. Yes. My flight back from Turkey was late. <laughs> I've been investigating the Khashoggi disappearance. <laughs> and I got very little sleep after leaving Saudi Arabia to go right. to Turkey. So did you find the body? I'm not prepared to say exactly what I found. It may have been an elbow, according to some published reports. <laughs> well, that's gruesome. Yeah. That you know what's gruesome. interesting is... Yesterday, the story was uh, chopped up and whisked away. Today, it's abducted and brought back to Saudi Arabia. So, but they do have. I mean, well, if they abduct you in fifteen parts, that's not an abduction. We'll talk about this later. But the the story is out today that that we announced that we intercepted uh, communication that uh, yeah they were going to kill him or or put him in prison or something. So that's that's a known known. More on that later. There's Positive Sean. He was just rambling on. So over to Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, as promised, uh, yesterday after work, I went over to a a clean, well-lit scratcher and lottery ticket emporium. Circle K? No, actually, it's a step up from Circle K. Everything is a step up from the Circle K. tiny step up from uh, Circle K. Every step is up from the Circle K. (laughs) Should be the Uh, new slogan. A Haitian waffle (laughs) is a step up from the Circle K. Hey, hey now. Easy, easy. countries, what? Bought my Mega Millions (laughs) tickets for Friday's drawing. The prize is up to more than a half billion dollars. And as I was going out of the Emporium, I got hit up by a homeless person for five bucks. You got hit up by a beggar. Yes. Remember. Yes. Many beggars are not homeless. They're beggars. Uh, and the thing was, the reason you know, it was so weird because he kind of popped up out of nowhere. I had that my change in my hand, and he said, "Uh, buddy, could you really help me out?" And without even thinking, I peeled off a five and gave it to him. Wow, that is a you know I understand you know and people get to do what they want, but giving money to beggars I is understand. a crazy thing. I to understand. Do. I the th- police say do it. Gavin Newsom says yeah. don't do it. Yeah, I th- I think I was so don't shocked because he just popped up. Wow, it, it yeah. is it is it is literally the same thing yeah. as feeding stray cats. You will have more stray cats. Wow, it's quit lecturing, Marshall. No, I'm just talking about people in general because yeah. I see it all the time. Yeah. I see it almost every day. Yeah, I know. I know. It's amazing to me. I know. Somebody at the is, intersection where yeah. we have to leave via. Yep, every day. Incredible. If Gavin Newsom says it's a bad idea, I mean, how far progressive do you need to get for someone to tell you that's a bad idea before you think it's not just some mean, evil right winger telling you this? Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud. Pretty far.
Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, October 11th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's get ready to rock and uh, proceed according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Here it comes at Mark. You know what? I have more Indian blood in me than she does, and I have none, unfortunately. Well, that settles that. What was that? Okay, I want to hear a longer version of that later. That was probably part of the rambling half an hour the president of the United States just did on Fox and Friends. That is correct. But, but what was what was the unfortunately I don't have Indian blood? Well, wouldn't we all like just a touch? Okay, yeah, I suppose. All right. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Rand Paul warning prominent Dems their heated rhetoric could lead to somebody getting killed. He's reacting to former AG Eric Holder's call for the Democrats to kick opponents. Yeah, that was, yeah, things have just gotten so out of hand. Yeah, we got Trump reacting to the market plunge, and Ronald Reagan lives in virtual reality. We're going to get into all those stories coming up minutes from now. Why are we jamming this music? That's because one Def Leppard on the list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Nominated, anyway. So we'll play some of the inductees today that include Janet Jackson and LL Cool J, some of your favorite rock and rollers. Uh, how does mailbag look? It's fine. It's still taking shape. I uh, tried to assemble it on the flight back from Ankara. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the like Wi-Fi was a little glitchy. I'd forgotten you were in Turkey. Fluffy. I can't Do wait it. for the jet lag to set in. Doing your independent investigation. <laughs> I'll be fine. I've taken uh, liberal lashings of melatonin. Sure, it's five, it's five in the afternoon in Turkey. That's why he's having cocktails right now. That's right. Who's uh, ready? Stay tuned for all this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've often mocked, mocked cruelly the older kids that go trick-or-treating with no costume. (laughs) Running around just trying to get free candy. Why don't you get a job? But I've never advocated a law like one city has passed. We'll uh, we'll talk about that. It's about time. And Trump is uh, has the White House looking into why Fox start, stopped airing their rallies, which is uh, interesting on the Fox end. Fox and, News. And the yeah. president end, because I noticed they have done that. They've stopped going wall to wall on his rallies, right. which they did regularly for a very long time. I think I can tell you why. And it's the obvious, because I happen to flip on the Fox News uh, this morning on the way into the show. And uh, the president was doing, uh, I think he was on for 25 minutes. He may have been on for half an hour with Fox and Fiends. And they're asking him all sorts of questions, including some really tough kind of, you know, hard journalism questions. Um, And he just did essentially uh, what he always talks about. And after a while, uh, I thought, I'm tired of this and tuned to something else. The president of the United States, live and more or less unguarded, being asked all sorts of tough questions. And I just got tired of it. He's just saying what he always says. Well, in election season, he does a rally almost every day somewhere mm-hmm. in the country, and so they don't air it every day. When it was once every three weeks, and if it goes back to that, they'll probably still air it. Yeah, probably so. Um, but yeah. if it's on every day, you can't blow out your programming to run the president every single day. Yes. Plus, you're going to get criticized from the other media, for, and probably for good reason, for just being a, a uh, 
White House broadcasting station at uh, some point. There's that, yeah. But anybody old enough to uh, relate can 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 probably remember the day that they threw Steve Martin's uh, comedy album on for the 37th time and realized this really isn't funny anymore. <laughs> it's worn out. So the other day he took questions, at, and he's the only president that's done this that I know of. Sometimes when he does take questions, he'll take like 50 questions. Yeah. He took questions the other day to the point that there were no questions left. Any right. more questions? And everybody just kind of stood around and looked at each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. He took to there were no more questions. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Mailbag. That's unprecedented. There's a deep thought passed along by Ian and Tijuana. We already have a cross-border show. It's from Jean de la Fontaine. Well-known something or other. French guy, apparently. A person often meets his destiny on the road he took to avoid it. Ah. Ah. Hmm. A person person often meets his destiny on the road he took to avoid it. So, if you stick to the road you're on... Isn't that the road you took to avoid your destiny? Is that Because you were just told by Jean de la Fontaine that the destiny's on the other road. Is that a we have a destiny no matter what we do, we're going to end up this way or that way? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I believe that. I just thought it was a bit of a mind blower, man. All right. I think you're high. Uh, Sounds like the sort of thing a high person says. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, Jashan sent this one along. It's from George Washington. If you're voting because your favorite pop star said you should, for the love of freedom, do not vote. Again, that's George Washington who said that. Um, you know, that was uh, overlooked by uh, all of the media in reporting on Taylor Swift getting political. And that got a lot of attention over the oh, weekend yeah. in legitimate yeah. news places. If this makes a difference for you, what the hell? And then he uh, he also adds, did you see the headline Uber plans to spend $10 million on lobbying for taxes on drivers going into highly congested areas? London does this, for instance. There are a couple of uh, super metros around the world that do this. Go to hell, Uber, writes Jashan. So Uber is trying to create a market by lobbying for taxes on heading into a city. And presumably they'd be exempt from them, or they would make so much more how money. This, how would this tax work? Uh, it's it's essentially a toll. Okay, so you'd have tolls before you get into a city. Yeah, just to go in. Yeah, it's not a bridge. And what or, are they going to do with that money? The various cities. You know, squander it. Okay, all right. So you don't even have a claim of going to make the roads better? Well, or? sure, they can claim it. I mean, they're that good at their jobs, which is fleecing you. To come up with something noble-sounding, it'll build hospitals for sick children. Yeah, that's what that's what it'll do. I'm surprised that, that no city has any city ever experimented with a, a total number that you allow, and then like if you hit that total number at seven thirty in the morning, you say, okay, no more cars get to come into the city. <laughs> I think that, well, because there's a maximum. I mean, we've all we've all been in a big city when you when it's hit its maximum, sure, and nobody can go anywhere, right. What's the point of allowing so many cars to come in that you're all stuck there for hours to move a couple of blocks? What's the point of allowing that? That doesn't benefit anybody. No. No. I think you should have a maximum number. I'm not they should into, experiment with it. I'm not into social controls quite like you are, apparently. Well, traffic dictating. controls, that's not that's not out of bounds. Social traffic controls? Yeah, I don't but think you, that's you out got of like 
thousands of people who will be turned away just as they're about to get to work? I mean, that'd be insane. Oh, early bird gets the worm. All right. You gotta mm-hmm. get, but the second rat gets the cheese. There you go. Here's Adam uh, writes uh, the, 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 the headline, CNBC, nearly $13 billion wiped off of cryptocurrency market as major coins plunge. Positive Sean's input on the Bitcoin crash must be had, he says. Well, did you see that? <laughs> we don't talk about cryptocurrencies. <laughs> did you see the testimony yesterday, among other testimony that has happened, uh, that we're going to talk about later, about how China is out, out to ruin the world? Um, uh, NY, NYU economist uh, warned Senate yesterday, cryptocurrency is the mother of all scams, which is what I've been saying for a long time. But you know why I think that? Because I don't understand it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and if I don't understand it, it's got to be a scam. I think people who truly believe in cryptocurrencies and blockchain as the future are highly annoyed by the headlines and the speculation in it. Because um, it's it's screwing it up. I mean, it wouldn't have crashed if it hadn't uh, bubbled. So, anyway, I thought that was semi-interesting. Semi I, I don't know if the Senate also got testimony that it's, you know, here to stay and good for everyone. But the, the headline was that one economist said it's a big scam. Yeah, I don't believe that. But you can get one economist to say anything. It's like lawyers. Mm, that's true. Here is Al Anonymous. Uh, oh, um, uh, American Airlines. The change in policy we talked about briefly yesterday. That if they if uh, your flight is canceled, they will not book you on another airline if you're an economy class passenger. You just got to wait for the next American flight to have an opening, which could be many, many, many hours. Here's a question for you, and you've got to be over a certain age to answer the question. But if you've been flying for decades, can you think of anything that's gotten better about flying? Hmm. I would imagine they crash less. Yes. Well, if you, Safety. Go, if, you go over, Thank you. if you go over many, many, many decades, that would be sure. But in my lifetime, I don't think, you know, I was never worried about crashing then or now. Uh, Palestinians aren't hijacking planes anymore. <laughs> Everything has that. gotten worse about flying. Yes. yes. Everything. Yeah. They treat you How much about worse. fuel efficiency? The seats are smaller. Yeah. You get delayed way more often. People it's dress like they're bums. You don't get as much food. I mean, everything is worse about flying. So, uh, Al Nanos, uh, <coughs> a friend uh, at American, says they've had four rounds of management-level layoffs. They encouraged large debt when they took on U.S. Airways. Um, one manager was called on her honeymoon, told she was getting canned, uh, et cetera. Enjoy your honeymoon. So, uh, the financial problems at American, they claim. I don't know. That will probably cause a sell-off in the stock, and I'll be hauled before the SEC. <coughs> You'll never take me alive. <laughs> Here's uh, Kim in San Diego. Hey there, love the mailbag music, the show, the podcast. Anywho, uh, what does a conservative do, Feinstein or DeLeon? Ah, question about the California Senate race. God, that one's so clear to me. But The top two system. Well, yeah, I would say you have two choices. Uh, number one, uh, you can do what I'll probably do, which is vote libertarian, just because the more votes libertarians get, uh, the more frightened the Republican Party will will become and return to small government uh, deregulation, etc. Uh, not that, you know, the libertarians will ever win anything. Uh, but your second choice, certainly Dianne Feinstein, who is... She is a Republican by California standards. Absolutely. If you lean right, you got to be hoping for <laughs> Diane Feinstein's physical and mental fitness to last for decades to come. There'll never be anybody close to her in the near future. Unless, here's the old double reverse, it needs to get much worse before it gets better. you got to get lunatics into office. 
to prove to the left how insane the uh, super progressive schemes are. That's the same philosophy that Patrick Swayze employed in Roundhouse. (laughs) The news on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Somebody just texted, I went out drinking on an empty stomach last night and I'm heading to work now. You guys make me feel like we're all in this together. <laughs> is it Friday yet? <laughs> wow. That's the goal, isn't it? Not sure precisely what that we're means. We're all but... in this together. Hey, we got a number. High five, brother. I Hang said, in there. I said, is there anything that's improved about flying? Because I thought everything had right. gotten worse. A couple people had some good suggestions. I'd trade them all for the things that have gotten worse, but... Uh, maybe we'll get into that later. Right now, we need to get to the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Senator Rand Paul's urging Democrats to be mindful of what they say on the campaign trail, given the danger some people may take their political rhetoric literally. Paul was asked to comment on growing concerns that civility was disappearing from politics after former Attorney General Eric Holder told attendees at an event in Georgia. But Michelle Wink says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. That's what, that's what this new Democratic Party is about. Wow. Well, that's an interesting confession. Do you want uh, that's a heck of a thing for high-minded principal Joe Getty or truth-telling Joe Getty right now? They're not the same. No, well, that's just uh, disappointing. Okay, here's. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an A B. You can you can you can choose which one you like. It is so important that we all speak out against this now. This idea, I don't care if it's left, right, center, libertarian, anybody advocating or hinting at violence of any sort has to be confronted and and and, and made to apologize immediately. That's Principal Joe Getty. Truth-telling Joe Getty, please. I'm like yelling into the hurricane that just hit the, uh, the southeast. An era of political violence is about to be upon us. I just think it's coming. God, that's too bad. Because people feel so justified because the other side is so evil. Well, and, and, and leadership is winking and nodding at it all over the place. Right. During I mean, it, you, you, you want to go back to, you know, uh, Trump uh, laughing and joking about uh, beating on hecklers right. and stuff like that. Which, sure. Which I didn't uh, make that big a deal out of, but... Um, to, to an attorney general saying when they go low, we kick him. I mean, and Hillary Clinton saying you got to be uncivil in the face of this. Right. And the media people trying to destroy everything we hold dear. And nobody in the media saying screaming at people until they leave the restaurant is not cool. Everybody just reporting it like, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And no, nobody horrified. Yeah, oh, we're, we're going that direction. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's just awful. During an well, inter- well, and I would, I would suggest to you that uh, the Republican base is saying, in a, silently saying, are you sure you want to scrape with us? Are you sure you want to go down this road? Because some of us are all right with our fists. I don't want this to become a we're better at this than I know, you are. I know. During an interview with Fox, Rand Paul also referred to a Democrat statements like the one Senator Cory Booker made to his supporters. Go to the Hill today. Get up and please... Get up in the face of some Congress people. 
Paul worries about the effect all this inflamed rhetoric is having. I don't think his intention is to call people to be violent, but getting up in someone's face, getting up in someone's face really kind of does sound like you yeah, want them to get, get you know, nose to nose with them. And the problem is, is rational people might back down, but what's going to happen when the guy comes with a gun to a rally or comes with a knife to a exactly. rally? There is going to be an assassination if this doesn't ratchet down. And I think the other side needs to really calm the rhetoric down. Well, and it's become clear to the crazies, if they're following the news, whether it's Alex Jones screaming in the face of Marco Rubio or people getting to Ted Cruz at a restaurant or going in the elevator with with uh, with Flake, you can get this close to these people. Mm-hmm. And I think the crazies are going to catch on to that and, uh, and, and take it that next step further. And then when somebody starts throwing punches or whatever, then we're going to have starting we're going to start having barriers around these people and guards and we'll have less contact with the powerful which isn't good either right stocks plunged yesterday with the dow falling over 800 points they've been dropping over the past week in large part because of rising interest rates which the federal reserve recently raised for the third time this year now president trump telling reporters i think the fed is uh making a mistake they're so tight I think the Fed has gone crazy. Well, beside that, the president adding... Actually, it's a correction that we've been waiting for for a long time. Now, with U.S. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no doubt about that, though. I mean, we're oh, yeah. so due a correction. Uh, probably yeah. much bigger than that. I sure would like to know, if you took away the computers that trade thousands of shares per millisecond, right. what would have happened yesterday? I'd just be interested. Well, yeah. As I've said more than once, the stock market's several things at once. It's the classic explanation of what it is it's investing in companies you believe will grow and their value will increase over the long term right it's also computers trading zillions of times per second making tenths of a tenth of a tenth of a penny at a time based on fluctuations and it's also just pure speculation i think the market's going to go up so i'm going to put money in i have no idea what i'm doing it just it always historically does and when the stock market's been so strong for so long like every free uh, drachma around the world is in the United States stock market, betting it's going to go up. And as those drachmas right. come in, it goes up. Sooner or later, you get a correction. There's a reason it's called a correction, it, because it gets it back down to sane levels of, I believe, in the United States economy and that it will grow. God, now, one of the advantages of getting older is you just recognize that this is going to happen. Remember yep. the last right. long run up we had prior to 2008? Some economists were talking about how, you know, we've figured out the economy. It'll never go down again. <laughs> yeah, right. We've figured it out this time. <laughs> the there hubris are books being of Homo sapien yeah, just <laughs> never ends. And with the U.S. markets just opening, Positive Sean, do you have a one-word market report just yet? The markets are hungover. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, with the, with the computers trading, somebody can make a big move, and then the computers all start reacting, and then they react to each other. Who knows? Whereas if you'd have had human beings out there, you might have had a human being saying, no, 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 they're overreacting to this news. This is a blip. Right. And have, right. And have yeah. held off. You don't know. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's ring the bell. Not that there weren't horrific crashes when human beings ran it, right? Because we're a, a motion, an emotional beast. Sure. Uh, so here's the deal: China is going after everything we've got: our election system, our military, our economy, our electronics. How long have I been trying to tell you? America is lousy with Chinese spies. From our universities to Silicon Valley, everywhere. 
We're going to talk to Ryan Burrow of ABC about that coming up, the way they targeted a U.S. aviation company. It's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. China. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Russia is in many ways fighting to stay relevant after the fall of the Soviet Union. They're fighting today's fight. Uh, China is fighting tomorrow's fight. That is uh, Ray, the FBI director, yesterday testifying to Congress. They were doing the scare the hell out of Congress testimony yesterday. Yes. For some reason. As they should. And uh, and one of the focuses being on China, which I thought was really interesting. Multiple people testified that China is a much bigger player in messing with our election process and media. than the, China is a much bigger player than Russia is at this point. And we're all focused on Russia this, Russia that, and we all joke about probably a Russian bot doing this. It's China, mm. more likely than not. And Ch- the point being, <clears throat> Russia's, Russia has a goal. Putin would like to bring back the USSR, but that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. China could legitimately become the world power. I mean, that is a possibility right. without right. us you know, battling back against it. They have a goal, and that's what they're trying to pull off. And to that end, they have spies everywhere in the United States under the guise of academics and uh, commercial interests and the rest of it. Uh, the U.S. pulling off a bold and rare move recently uh, that ended with the arrest of a senior officer with China's Ministry of State Security. And here to tell us about it is ABC News radio correspondent Ryan Burrow. Hey, Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. And how about this? The first time ever a Chinese government spy has been brought to the U.S. to face charges. Actually arrested in Belgium. Uh, Apparently authorities got a beat on him uh, just last year when he was meeting with someone from uh, GE Aviation based out of Cincinnati. And this all kind of uh, goes under uh, the premonition that he was uh, someone in the education department, wanted to get this GE aviation official to come to China to speak with some students and then kind of develop the relationship from there. But, um, you know, whereas we've seen a lot of these spy situations be hacking situations, this was actually kind of old-fashioned, back-slapping, nice-to-meet-you, kind of, you know, undercover uh, spy operations, kind of old school, actually, the way this this all went down. Well, and I guess uh, we somehow lured him to uh, Belgium. I don't know, free vacation or something like that, some chocolates, and he went to Belgium, and the authorities swooped in and, and slapped the cuffs on him. The, the the chocolates there are absolutely divine. Oh, they're delicious. I I, to say yeah. they fab- Let's try to stick to the topic, people. Sorry, where were we? <laughs> so I'm assuming this guy actually is a Chinese spy. I'm, I'm not going to give him any benefit of innocence. Was he bouncing around the United States for a while? 
Well, uh, apparently they believe he and uh, others were, were targeting aviation officials, not just this GE aviation official, but um, you know multiple uh, aviation officials with expertise in things uh, like jet engine technology. Uh, they wanted to obviously try to replicate that in one form or another. Now, it is important to point out that while GE aviation does have contracts with the U.S. military, uh, the person who was involved in this situation um, was actually on the, on the commercial side, so not necessarily as though uh, you know our our military infrastructure had been uh, infiltrated in one form or another. And to be honest with you, it doesn't even sound like uh, this person got much information. Uh, they kind of figured out what he was doing and uh, kind of set off the uh, the alarm, uh, you know, the alarms in, in people's minds that this uh, Chinese official keeps meeting with this guy. There, there must be something up. Now, it doesn't sound like the American involved uh, had any knowledge or understanding of what was going on, but uh, the FBI has a pretty good relationship with GE Aviation and kind of was able to connect the dots and, and figure this out. Any coincidence that uh, the, the head of the FBI was briefing Congress on how dangerous China is and they're our biggest threat, more so than Russia? I don't, I'm just wondering if the FBI is trying to alert China that we're on to them or alert Americans to be afraid or something, I wonder. That is that is a big part of what this arrest is. I mean, this is very public, uh, brought to the United States, first time ever, and this is putting China on notice. Look, we know what you guys are doing, uh, and we will prosecute you, and we will find this out. So, um, you know, obviously this uh, there's, a, there's a reason why this is all being done publicly, and, and uh, the officials uh, in law enforcement here in the United States says, look, this isn't the only bad actor. This is going on all across the country with various industries, various different businesses, and this is something you need to be on the lookout, especially if you have sensitive material and uh, sensitive content. And, uh, Ryan, feel free to use this in your future reporting, but I, Joe Getty, have it on very good authority um, from uh, sources high in counterintelligence that uh, the nations, our nation's universities are full of Chinese scholars who are scholars in name only. They are agents of the Chinese government, and they do indeed teach classes, but their main job is espionage, whether uh, military, political, industrial. Uh, you know, our universities are full of these people, and, you know, we ought to wake up to it. Ryan Burrow of ABC News. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate the report. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You got it. What do you, what do you want us to do, though? Be aware. I'm keeping my eye on you. Some somebody from communist China comes to teach something or other in the United States. There's a very good chance they're an agent of the government, and they are engaged in one level or another on es- in espionage. Don't be so freaking naive. That would be a good thing. And I I will tell the story again of FBI agents who went to univer- uh, university because they had very good information that some of one or more of the academics was indeed engaged in espionage, and were told by the university president get off of my campus you racists that's what i'm trying to push back against sort of ridiculous naivete i'd love to be a spy i've been reading a lot about spies lately as i've mentioned particularly Mm. kim philby greatest spy of all time what sort of spy do you suppose you'd be well for the united states to start with well that's funny you should i had assumed that it's funny you should feel the need so to so strenuously state that well i've been reading comrade i've been reading a lot about double agents oh i see um, anyway, would you be like... Uh, a lot of it's boring. A lot of it's really, really boring. I mean, you go and you teach in some country, whoever, and you just report back mundane stuff mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So would you be that kind of gray man, the man nobody notices, um, who just quietly collects information, makes connections? Yeah. Or would you be more James Bondian yeah, in, but most, in your mind? Most of them you know, are reporting back. And, you know, you're in some town, you're in some country, and you're taking in the local media and talking to whoever you can talk to, and you write up papers mm-hmm. and send them back. And nothing really ever happens in your career. 
And you don't know if anything ever comes of your reporting. And Sounds like pretty easy work. <laughs> I'd be interested I mean, you, in you that. You don't have a cool watch that turns into a TV and a... You, you don't know, shoot a, anybody. A blow dart. No, no blow, no blow darts. Oh, come on. Most spies. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Actually, what happens a lot with spies is you um, you have a mundane spy career like that, and somebody catches on to you, and then you just disappear. Kind of mm. like the guy, the Washington Post reporter, not that like he was a spy, or but uh, you know, the, the country catches on to what's going on, and then you're just... They'd, they'd been trying to get this... Washington Post journalist to come back to Saudi Arabia. Hey, MBS is uh, he really wants to talk to you. He kind of likes the work you're doing. Could you come on back? And he thought, ready to give you an exclusive. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to come back because he thought they were going to try to kill him, which they clearly were. Yeah, um, but that happens a lot with spies in, in the old Soviet Union day, and probably still happens with Russia today. They 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 get worried that you're turning on them or not doing a good job, and they say, "Yeah, we'd come on back. We want to have a meeting," and then you're done. Yeah, yikes! Ch- I'm sure China does that too. We're ready to forgive and forget right after we do, after we pull your arms out of the sockets. Oof. Yeah, I know. Can't handle the truth. That's right. Um, we're Maybe getting a I lot of great texts. Sp- spy. How much time did you say I have, Michael? Maybe I can pay this off. Got a minute 30. That might be long enough. I said, has anything gotten better about flying? Because I uh, maybe have a negative attitude about flying. It seems maybe. to me like everything has gotten worse in my lifetime about flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and a lot of stuff definitely has people pointed out when they used to smoke on planes, that was before I started flying, but I would have hated that. I'm glad there's no smoking on planes. Yeah. E-tickets. Very convenient. Very nice. Got to admit that that's pretty cool. You don't have to have the paper ticket, figure out a way to get that in your possession before you go to there. That's pretty handy, but I would trade that for more, uh, seat space and some food. Oh, sure. I'd go back to paper tickets for more seat space and some food. Absolutely. I mean, so that's not much of a entertainment. There's no doubt the entertainment oh, on planes right. is a completely different world. But How did I, I miss that? I think I'd give that up, too. I think I'd give up the entertainment for a little wider seat and a little more space. And the fact that um, I'm not delayed almost every single time I fly. Yeah. A little spy novel on my knee. That's fine. Yeah, reading was fine. It wasn't <laughs> like it killed me. I'm better off reading, actually. I was better off when I was reading than watching, you know, according to Jim on the seat back in front of me, that is a half an inch from my eyeballs. (laughs) According to Jim. (laughs) For instance. Hilarious. I think you've learned something about making your sweeping, hateful statements, though. A new theory that the the absence of danger makes us crazy? That might be what's going on in this country right now. Wow. Intriguing. Among other things. And putting 13-year-old trick-or-treaters in jail. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.